Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And do you know who won The Masked Singer last night? I actually do. Oh, you do? Because I saw a headline that was like, oh, Glee it. alum, and then I knew who was in it. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you want me to pretend like I don't? No, no. Well, I'm not going to cut it, but pretend like you don't just for the sake of drama. Lindsay, do okay. you know who won The Masked Singer last night? Oh, my God. No. It was Amber Riley. <laughs> Yeah, she sounds amazing. Wow. Her face is the harp. If you're wondering how a person dresses as a harp, the way it works is you just wear a gold gown and then a sort of like, it's like a harp is clutching your face. Like if a horror movie had a harp that clutched your face. Did we find out what the harp meant? She says, becoming the harp has been unlike anything else I have experienced as an artist. When I step into this costume, I am transformed. I feel regal. I feel elegant. And I feel totally weightless. Sure. I will say, like, I have a history of being mad at the mass Singer for just bringing on singers. Like, the mass Dancer, like, also we had a Glee alum win the mass Dancer because she was just, like, a dancer. So it was mm-hmm. like, okay, she won the dancer. But... Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about Amber Riley winning because I do feel like what the mass singer also preaches is this kind of like shift in what you're seen as. So like Amber mm-hmm. Riley is a great example of somebody who is seen a certain way, but wants to like obviously pivot to be seen a different way. Like she is yeah. seen as a Glee TV alum who obviously has an amazing voice, but like wants to be a pop star, like wants to be a singer, wants mm-hmm. to break out of that, you know, and all yeah. of those Glee people like have that problem. None of them are crossed over. Even Leah, you know? Leah's still not, you know, none of her albums are charting. Sorry, baby. And if Amber wanted to be on Broadway, and maybe she even has, she could certainly do that in a minute. That leads me to my next question. Did you see who won second place? Who almost won the final two? (laughs) No. But it's definitely going to be, like, the opposite of Amber Riley. Well, right. That's what I was going to say, right? So it's like Amber Riley and, like, this one golden retriever that used to be on like Hogan's Heroes, you know? Well, no, it's the opposite of Amber Riley is in that you said, I accept the fact that Amber Riley is the winner of this because she is a professional singer, but she's changing what she's seen as, okay? These people, it's lambs. It's three people in lamb costumes, but sort of like in petticoats, <laughs> like lamb petticoats. Okay. And they're three women. And let me play you their voice and see if you can guess who these three women are, who are professional singers. <laughs> 
is it like um, Wilson Phillips or something? It's Wilson like, what Phillips. Are... <laughs> 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 well, I was like, it's, it's not the Phillips. chicks because like they yeah. are actually like on tour actively. The Mass Singer is such a joke. Like it's not. I mean, I guess it's not a joke. It just really has shifted formats since I mm-hmm. was interested in it. It's not like random who's who like can shockingly sing. It's literally just like singers that you forgot about who are trying to like revitalize and rem- and, and remind mm-hmm. like the world that they're like good singers, which is honestly fine. That's fine. You're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take – I can't believe you got Wilson Phillips so quickly. Where we take your questions, concerns, and comments at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's play some comments because there are a lot. Actually, there aren't that many, but they're good. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, just had to pause the pod uh, when Bobby was talking about trying to buy the Rita Ora Albanian stamps. Uh, just wanted to give a heads up that there is a gentleman selling them on eBay, uh, shipping direct from Albania. I uh, just bought one for my hooligan roommate for Christmas. So um, can't wait to give it to her. Uh, crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. That's so nice. She bought the Rita stamp. I know. I had to buy it. I already bought it. Wait, you did? <laughs> if you send me a letter with the rate of stamp on it. <laughs> it would be returned to sender. Me. It's not real. It's not like legal tender <laughs> in the United States. If I were in Albania, I'd use it. I don't know what I'll do with it. I'm not going to frame it. Josh would be like, I veto this. <laughs> this yeah, is not going on the wall. Su- yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. But sure, it's part of the It's part of the Who Weekly um, kind of ove or whatever. It was four ninety nine. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Timmy. Long time, long time. Just calling to report that I double-checked that um, the angel candles, the Sailor Brinkley Cook, is that her name? <laughs> angel candles. I double-checked to see if they have a 666 candle. They do not. They skip 666. So, Lindsay, um, when you said there were only nine numbers for her to learn, there are actually only eight. Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. A lot of people noticed this. We didn't. I'm so mad we didn't, but she skipped the devil numbers. <laughs> It would be an opportunity to do like a spicy candle, you know, like like a candle that smells like shit or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't believe in angel numbers um, and I don't believe burning do a sailor brings the cook. Angel do number will do anything. you believe in devil numbers? But I'm just saying people who do believe in angel numbers like 666. I did a little quick research and apparently it means good things. It says... The spiritual meaning of 666 is an encouragement to refocus. Seeing 666 tells you to pay closer attention to any fixation you currently have on earthly problems and details. Okay. According to Cosmopolitan.com. Well, that's what they always say about, you know, like the, the like bad, the bad death tarot card. cards or whatever. I don't buy it, honestly. You were a good tarot reader for a while. What would you say if, if I pulled a death card, how would you make me feel better about it? I'd say you're fucked. I'd say, well, you're no, fucked. No, you wouldn't. You no, were a good I positive would. tarot reader. But also, this has nothing to do with tarot. These are angel numbers. Tarot is like what a, diff, a totally different thing than this. <laughs> Cracking up, thinking about the millions of calls you're going to get. Like, um, actually, you were wrong about angel numbers. Well, let me explain it to you. This person clearly has dealt with angel number people in the past, and it's a bit of a sore spot. I know, it's true. This is like a trigger that is being, like, clicked or whatever. I do feel like if you're an angel number person, you're this is really not the podcast you're going to be listening to. Unless it's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, right? I, yeah. You might be, like, tuned into other frequencies, and this frequency is, like, maybe a little bit too lowbrow for you. Mm-hmm. Right, you're in lo- losing to higher it's frequencies. Just, we're is just my differently point. browed. I don't know that. I don't know that it's more lowbrow or more highbrow. I think we're just differently browed. It's sort okay. of like, 
like Julia Fox's eyebrows right now. We're like those. We're like Julia Fox's bleached brows. Okay. It's not highbrow. It's not lowbrow. It's Julia Fox's bleached brows. We're just right there. Next call. Hi, Bobby Lindsay, Timmy. Um, I'm calling in response to your request for polls of Australians on who is more famous, the Wiggles or the Irwins. Uh, I polled four Australians, all members of the same family, ranging in age from 8 to 46. One is a expat uh, American living in uh, uh, Australia, and they all said the Wiggles without question. Crunch, crunch, Wiggles, Nepo baby. Hey, BLP, Australian here. Uh, I would say the Wiggles are more famous. Uh, crunch, crunch. So many calls about the Wiggles from Australia, from people who know Australians. Everyone seems to be in agreement that the Wiggles are more famous. But not even, like, more famous. Like, so much more famous somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's the Wiggles over the uh, the Irwins. But also, like, they had the number one song. Everyone won't stop talking about them. You mm-hmm. know, and also, I will say, like, because of the idea of children's television being, like, universal now because of streaming, essentially, mm-hmm. the Wiggles are now, like, more of an American import, export. Uh, an Australian export to America than, let's say, the Irwins. Because the Irwins provide, you know, you got to go to the zoo. It's part of, like, it's like interior. Mm-hmm. Our, that, the Wiggles, you, you have parents who here are making their kids watch that shit, you know? Yes. Okay, now it's time for the biggest story of the week. Hot off the presses from Pop Crave, Good Morning America co-anchors Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, who are both in separate marriages, have deactivated their Instagram accounts after being spotted on a romantic getaway together. Shout out to Oatmeal Influencer, who says, I am, and now I'm invested in something I learned about nine minutes ago. Same. Can you guys look into this? This seems pretty juicy. Okay, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay, what's going on here? <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know who these people are. Do you watch Good Morning America? Do people watch Good Morning America? I'm a Today girly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know who these people are. As morning show lover haters, we should be like, uh, uh, yes, we love this. Like, this is like iconic. You recognized both of them, right? Uh, Yeah, I recognize him more, honestly. She's very generic. Sorry. I mean, if you showed me her and you were like, this is a newscaster, I'd be like, tra- that tracks. But he <laughs> looks familiar and she does not. Sorry. He has been on all sorts of channels. He's been on CNN. He's been on MSNBC. He's been on BET. He's been on CNN again. And then he joined ABC News around the same time as Amy. But they didn't start hosting Good Morning America together until 2020. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you know why you'd know who she is? When the Jeffrey Epstein case, like, really blew up and there was a hot mic of a journalist who was like, I've been working on this story for four or five years and ABC won't air it because they've got these problems with the royal family and da 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 That was her. Remember that? So she had an iconic hot mic that kind of She had an iconic beyond. hot mic in okay, 2019. Okay, I can play I'll- it here. As NPR disclosed in August, ABC's Amy Robach had interviewed a young woman years ago. The woman had accused the late Jeffrey Epstein of trafficking her for sex. ABC never ran that interview. And this video shows Robach caught on a hot mic saying this. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Okay, wow, incredible. Okay, so here's the deal. They're both married. He's been married to this girly who's just like a very, like a civilian, like a lawyer, for over 10 years. 
Her name uh-huh. is Marilee Feebig. And she's been married for about the same time to Andrew Shue, a.k.a. the actor, a.k.a. Elizabeth Shue's brother. So they've both been married to their respective spouses for about a decade plus, like a little over a decade. Mm-hmm. They work together. They have good chemistry. But in March of 2022, they started training for the marathon together. Oh, maybe I recognize him from looking at the list of people that ran the marathon mm-hmm. <laughs> that were mm-hmm. famous. But what's interesting about this is that these photos that have come out of them are HD photos. This is not <laughs> usually we're getting cell phone photos that people take, you know, kind of on the go. Oh, aren't those aren't those the two because they're recognizable. People who watch that show every day would certainly recognize them together because like it's one thing to not recognize somebody who's famous out of context. Like I think it's a lot easier to hide if you're just kind of random. But if you're like with your co-host, like if Jennifer Aniston and uh and Courtney Cox were together. That's like a double whammy. Like you're not getting not recognized then. Do you know? Like there's too much context. Were you, did you bring up Jennifer Aniston because of the morning show and then you couldn't think yeah, of another yes, morning show cast member like, so you just said yeah, <laughs> Courtney <friends>. Cox? <laughs> well, also not, not enough people watch the morning. That's not. Friends is a way better example than the morning show. Where I was going to was that these photos are HD, which means somebody with a really nice camera was taking them over a very specific period of time, a longer period of time. And I would argue that somebody hired a PI because this feels very PI, the photos. It's giving Veronica Mars. We we haven't really even gotten into what happened. So these two anchors who have been co-workers for years, there are photos of them touching. He touches her booty. She's laughing with them. They're drinking coffee. They're getting into the same car. They're at a pub in Times Square, like drinking Stella, giggling. You know, like they're really flirty, sexy photos. It's literally giving... Veronica Mars like it mm-hmm. is a guy with I, a long I never watched lens it, but okay okay well you it's it's private what's your private eye reference what's your PI reference I don't think I have one what who's it who's your go-to private eye what's his name from the books okay well then uh, I win Philip Marlowe then Philip Marlowe does that work I don't know man I've never know what that is He's but all okay the I gave you a shot novels. we're going with Veronica Mars so it's like Somebody with one of those big cameras. I mean, the Daily Mail is saying when they publish these photos, they have the exclusive. It says by Laura Collins, chief investigative reporter for DailyMail.com. They're saying they have the exclusive. I wonder if these photos were handed to them by somebody Mm -hmm. else who did the work. Usually Daily Mail photos aren't this varied in terms of location and time. They're They're more focused. I made it seem like they were just in New York City. No, the two of the most like surprising and intimate photos are from the cabin they stayed at in upstate New York together a few weeks ago. So it's like someone followed them to their little vacation, their little weekend getaway. And there was a tweet that referenced how clean the photos are and said, wow, it seems like they hired a PI and sold the photos. And Winter Mitchell on Twitter says, I have it on good authority that this is exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Wait, who's Winter Mitchell? Is that somebody? She's a writer, has a podcast, Waiting to Exhale. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought it was just like somebody random. We'll get back to the PI stuff in a second because I have some more comments on that. But um, when I saw these photos, I was fully like, these are hot. That's a cute couple. I love this. I stand these people. But I didn't realize because I'm an idiot. Well, they literally were cast together. Not only are they they're a cute couple, they're like, they're made for TV. They're, they're literally a couple that's been cast together on TV. It's like they're co-stars. But because I didn't know really much about either of these two people, I didn't realize that the 
the scandal. Well, of course the scandal is because they're both married and people were like, oh, of it's a secret illicit affair. It's not just a relationship romance. It's there. Are they cheating on their spouses? So the presumption is that one of their spouses or both of their spouses did this hiring and did this PI work. Well, this says, so this came out November 30th, 2022. It also mm. says that Sources tell Daily Mail that Robach and her husband, as well as Holmes and his wife, Marilee Feibig, went their separate ways in August. So these mm-hmm. photos may have been presented and said, uh, and then they bro- all broke up and then maybe they are now together. But these photos were taken before August, obviously. They were taken like on the lead up to that, not after. No, the photos were taken after. That's what's so confusing about it. Oh, well, then that's even weirder because that feels even more like retribution because if they broke up in August, that means they were confronted before that. They didn't just, unless they got together in August, it's only been a few months. I don't know. Maybe. Then why are there photos like this? That's what's confusing. It's like, this just feels like it's adding insult to injury. Like they already knew they were already split up because Amy has been wearing her wedding ring in in Instagram photos, which her Instagram is deactivated, by the way, for a couple of weeks. Unless these sources are on their side and they're saying, oh, this is totally okay because they broke up in August, even though the timeline Mm -hmm. makes no sense. So Mm -hmm. that could just be you might be hearing the sources from these two who definitely have more powerful sources than the ex-wife and ex-husband. The photos, one of the photos is from this place called Shutter Up, and I couldn't find what Shutter Up is. Some of the other photos given to Daily Mail exclusively are from a company called Probe Media. And when I went to their website, which is extremely barren, it says Probe Probe Media Media. is an elite agency that offers a bespoke service to international news outlets, intelligence agencies, and corporate and individual clients. So yes, you've got some PI work here or investigative work that's like not even rumored. It's in the photo credit itself. But because the breakup allegedly happened in August, I don't know that it was a spouse. I think this may have just been an intrepid reporter who hired an investigator because they knew that this was happening. Like if this was an open Mm. secret, then why couldn't a reporter have done this? You know, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me that like a personal PI would be hired if they already knew that this was over. Well, maybe then that's not the case then. Although that person says it's the case. I don't know. It just that the order of things seems not correct is what I'm saying. Like it could still be a PI, but it could have been hired by the Daily Mail and not Andrew Shue. Or maybe Andrew Shue said, hey, the Daily Mail, here's a tip. Maybe you should hire a photographer to look into this. Like, I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Shue, her ex-husband. Her, her ex-husband. Or to be estranged ex-husband. husband. Her estranged yeah. husband. Yeah. It seemed like Amy fans were noticing that the marriage was maybe over weeks ago because Andrew hasn't been in the photos. Uh-huh. Interesting. But the rumor now is that they fell in love while they were training for the marathon, which they did in March. She's a long-term runner, and I think so is he. And that's why they were given the task of training for the marathon and then talking about it on Good Morning America. And there's a lot of flirty footage of them talking about the marathon. Did you see this video? Look at me. I've well, you've been training. You've been training. With you. And I run behind you and you keep the pace. I don't have to worry about these things. <laughs> right. So uh, if you are the pacer, yes. you do have to worry about these things. You're the pacer. That may be the pacey. Yes. Yeah, you're the pacey. Okay. So yeah. But we're going to both be finishers. And that's what counts. Oh, God. <laughs> you are... <laughs> When she goes, we're going to both be finishers and that's what counts. He like raised his eyebrows. Yeah. Oh my God. Jiggy J2 tweeted this. They're fucking raw. <laughs> that's so rude. So, yeah, I mean, 
no co-workers co-stars the the show was like why don't you guys do the marathon together like it really i mean it pushed them together it pushed them together but the order of things is still quite unclear it's very uh it's very messy and you put this in here this is interesting this uh celeb bitchy uh, reference to matt lower because we were talking about how this is like I I said like the morning, morning show, show wishes, but the morning show does have a similar plot to this. Obviously, it's just not as interesting as this. It's not as good mm-hmm. as this. But the what the morning show is based on, which is Matt Lauer, essentially Matt Lauer's life, it, it, it had something like this where he had an affair with a famous broadcaster and then pushed her out of NBC when that affair was, I guess, like over seen or 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 over or going to be out there. In October 2019, somebody commented. Ben, Ben, on Celebitchy. Celebitchy? Celebitchy. I said Celebitchy. <laughs> but it's like funny. Yeah. Celebitchy. Uh, <laughs> only, only one person that was in close proximity to the Lauer completely left NBC in 2012. Amy Roback. It was in May 2012, and she jumped ship to ABC in Good Morning America. Basically, he's saying if you, if you follow the breadcrumbs, Matt Lauer uh, might have had the affair with Amy Roback. Yeah. The allegations in this story, which were also detailed in the Ronan Farrow story about all of this and the book, Catch and Kill, were that they had some kind of affair that may have been consensual, although it shouldn't have happened at all because of the power imbalance. It ended and then he basically iced her out of everything else on the show. And she was never, that person was never revealed. That person and was never revealed and they made her sign an NDA to leave. And they were like, you can't This commenter is saying it's Amy. <laughs> yes. And then somebody else responded and was like, wasn't she married at that time to Andrew Shu, the same person she was married to now? Yes. I. That's kind of besides the point, in a sense. You know, like, whether or not she was married at the time, it doesn't change the fact that Matt Lauer did, allegedly, did something terrible to her and is the villain in this situation. You know, like, I think that it's very easy for people to lose sight in a lot of the Matt Lauer stories, especially. But, like, Matt Lauer is the villain in the story, always. Also, you never know what's going on in anyone's marriage. That's the ultimate thing here. It's like, we don't know how long Andrew and Amy and TJ and his wife have actually been separated or if they are, you know, like mm-hmm. so many assumptions get made the moment there's, I don't know, a, a air quotes cheating scandal in the air. For all we know, he and his wife separated mutually and happily like six months ago or unhappily, but whatever. Whatever it is, the turnaround is quick, and they're clearly <laughs> not putting it out there in public. So there's definitely something going on. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to put in a lot of work to get these photos. They had to leave the city. They had to follow a BMW, like, to, to a I mean, cabin they upstate. Got him, they got him grabbing her ass. Like, they got the money shot, you know? The the photos at the bar are very, like, oh, like, I could take a sneaky photo at a bar and not get seen. And like, capture I'm pretty that. good at that. That's fine. Right. But, like, what bush and how many hundreds of yards away was the person who took the photo of him grabbing her ass out in the front of their cabin in the middle of nowhere? There's photos of them crossing the street (laughs) separately to get in an Uber and then inside the Uber (laughs) zooming in into their hands hands. holding each other. They're holding hands in the Uber. They're oh my cute. god, you stan. You stan. (laughs) Look, I'm in my fanfic You love them. In my fanfic here. Are you going to watch Good Morning America now? No, I'm switching to Good Morning America now. No okay. more Hoda. Sorry, Hoda. You said. Sorry, Hoda. It's all about Amy and TJ now. <laughs> it's not fun if it's not illicit. If they're like open about it, I'm like, ugh, I don't care. 
I wish I could ask my mom about, because my mom doesn't watch this. I wish she watched Good Morning America because I would love to have like a mom's perspective. You, you know, like, like I knew, like they were too buddy buddy. Like I knew, like that. <laughs> right. I need. Yeah. I need a a parent, not even necessarily a mom, but like a fifty something year old parent who watches yeah. Good Morning America every morning. You know, I need yeah. that perspective. Totally. So if you are if you are a parent with a perspective on Amy and TJ, please call in. The thing, the other thing, the last thing though, that's crazy, is their behavior in New York City was so blatant, you know? They didn't try to yeah. hide their coziness, their buddy-buddiness in New York City. So that's the other thing that makes me sort of like, do they really care that this got leaked? Were they gonna wait to do it on their own terms? Like, I don't know, it didn't really seem like they were hiding anything. <laughs> I don't know. When's the show they on? Went, they, they went to O'Donoghue's. Like they went to a Irish pub, but that's why I'm saying the the it's too the timeline is just not clear. Like I'm not even comfortable making the assumption that that it was because of just the order of things. <laughs> the sources are saying otherwise. They and when they come out and say, "Oh, we're together," they'll I'm sure they'll they'll figure out a way to be like everyone knew. Like it was our we were we both got separated before we even started. But it's also yeah. like you got separated at the same time. Okay, I'm sure nothing happened before. Why'd you both get separated at the same time? Oh, <laughs> well, you got you... separated at the same time and then you looked at your coworker and you said, oh, okay. And then you ran a marathon. Right? And you got sweaty with your coworker like and every day planning for the marathon. And then you ran a marathon? Yeah, okay. She's run the marathon with Andrew Shue in the past. She didn't run the marathon with Andrew Shue this year. She Stop. ran it with TJ. Yeah. Wait, she ran it with her ex-husband? Mm-hmm. Or her, she ran it with her husband? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is like, oof. All right. Are we sure? we? So we really do know when these photos were taken? The photos have yes. specific dates on them? The okay. photos f- from the, the woods where he's grabbing her ass and they're like putting beer in the cooler or whatever. They're taking beer out of the yeah, yeah, trunk. Yeah. They're from like this month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. For interesting. sure. They're from this month. Okay. That's why I just like the PI stuff sounds spicy on the surface. It doesn't seem like it's personal. It seems like it's just an organization hired a private investigator to do this. Or just a organization hired a paparazzi with a better camera. I don't know. Or yeah. there's something where something we're missing there. Yeah. We're yeah. missing something here. There's something uh, wacky in terms of timing here. I still think. It didn't take more than two Googles to find out that the the photo credits on the Daily Mail are from a private investigator service. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that was easy mm-hmm. to find out. Um, mm-hmm. But who hired them? That's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they on? Are they off on a break or something? Where are they not on the show? Where's it? What's happening with the show? Don't they do this every morning? <laughs> They're Sorry, supposed to. In my to. mind, I keep hearing Ann, Car- Ann Curry go, "Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Good morning, 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 morning. Good morning." That's morning. one of the funniest clips like of all time. <laughs> TJ, Wait, can, you, can you play that? Wait, I'll find for it. Me, Yes, once again, good morning, good morning, America, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> it's a good, good morning, morning, good morning, morning, good morning. Oh, here we go. Wait. Ann Curry, good morning. They played it on the soup all the time. Yeah, no, that's what, why do you think I know it? I don't <laughs> know it because I saw it. I know it because of the soup. Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. <laughs> She's a legend for that. The only clip that's on YouTube is like fully has the soup watermark on it yes, and you can hear laughter. That's... 
I'm going to hear it the again. Soup? Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. The best thing about the soup was the laughter. Oh, my God. We will never, uh, we will never be able to copy the soup. Ugh. No, you need, the, you need the, the studio audience getting a giggle. And you need the assistants looking through hours and hours of TV to find moments like that. That's, I mean... But, but what the what made the soup so special was because every we see everything instantly now. The soup was like you were seeing stuff on the soup for the first time, you know, like and true. And because of the internet, people clip stuff just faster and see funnier stuff quicker. This the soup. It was like they were watching TV. Like you really had and like we you couldn't do what they did. You couldn't clip stuff like that. You could laugh at it, like and you you could tell someone. But it was like to get that clip. The moment I see something funny on the White Lotus, it it was on Evan Ross Katz's Instagram 30 minutes ago. You know, like it was already there. Like people clip right. things instantly. Right. right. Like we like Didi Mega Doodoo. Thank God we have that. Like I, that's a real important relic. You know, like that was important. I'm sorry, Mengudu. To say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, Didi Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. How did you have that just on hand? Because it's in my history. When I type in Mega Doodoo, it looks like pops up in Chrome. It says, continue okay. this journey. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Good, good morning. Good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. <laughs> so Let's good. Let's hear it one more okay. time. One more time for everyone in the back. Good morning. Good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. <laughs> News. Wait, it's good morning, good morning, everybody. In the news, in the this, news morning, this morning, morning good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so she she did mean to say good. She meant to start, keep good going. Morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. In the news this morning. This good morning, morning. In the news this morning. And then she said good morning again for some reason. <laughs> but she's also like putting in her earpiece. It's sort of like a vocal exercise vibe. Good morning, good morning, everybody. In the news this morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's future Bobby. Lindsay asked a couple of minutes ago on the podcast whether or not they, TJ, and Amy were on the air this morning. And we didn't know at the time because we recorded early, but they were on the air together this morning. And here's a clip of how they appeared on TV for the first time after the scandal, together at the same table. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to What You Need to Know, GMA3, and it's Friday Eve. Oh. <laughs> Who's looking forward to the weekend? Uh, me? Yeah. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course we are. Also, there's a people story with some anonymous sources, presumably from Amy and TJ's camps, that says, quote, This was two consenting adults who were each separated. They both broke up with their spouses in August within weeks of each other. The relationship didn't start until after that. We also have this story from after we recorded. From E! News, Andrew Shu removes photos of wife Amy Roback from his Instagram amid TJ Holmes' rumors. He took away every single photo of her from his Instagram account, despite the fact that allegedly they broke up in August. Anyway, moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so I just saw from my favorite Twitter account, Populism Updates, that Eric Adams' son, Jordan Coleman, uh, is competing on Albania's version of American Idol. Who is Jordan Coleman? I see uh, that he voiced someone in two seasons of The Backyardigans, which I'm too old to have watched, uh, but I don't know anything else about him except that he's apparently rapping now and is uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams' son. Uh, crunch, crunch, and minute down vein. 
Eric Adam's son was on a show that I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but the in Albanian, it translates to The Magic Song, which is their version of American Idol. They've been doing it since before American Idol, since 1999. And he is currently a participant. He's going to be on the finals this weekend, as in tomorrow, singing a song called Itsy Bitsy, which sounds like this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the Itsy Bitsy wanna twerk that ass and shake them titties. I support it. Shit, she gorgeous. Still, she gotta stay committed. She would miss this life if she gave it up but won't admit it. Free admission, taking trips and getting lit till you get dizzy, yeah. Okay, so that's Eric Adams' son. And if you don't know who Eric Adams is singing, singing a song called Itsy Bitsy in Albania on a music competition show. If you don't know who Eric Adams is, he's the current mayor of New York City. I'm like th- debating whether I'm going to like my distaste for Eric Adams extend to his son. But you know what? I think I am. So you I'm don't sorry, stand? If, if you're good, we import you from Albania. We don't send you to Albania. This has worked in the past where an artist goes to another country to perform in a musical competition show and gain a new following. That's Jessie J. And she's more famous than him. And also it's China. I, like, I don't know what to tell you. Euro-vision. Is he trying to get into Eurovision? Is that what this... this? Because usually these internal song contests, they... Uh, are helping to decide who goes to Eurovision. Oh, sometimes for some companies, for for some countries. That is not even implicit in this story. But like, if you told me that his next step was to be a ringer for like some other European country, like I would believe you. That's the sort of thing that it seems like this guy would be willing to do. But so far, I think he just really wants to become a successful musical artist. He works at the film department at Rock Nation, I I guess. Okay. Working at the film department at Rock Nation is a very like, my dad got me this Uh, job because he owed someone a favor. Because someone owed a favor. (laughs) That's so truly The film department at Rock Nation. What does that even mean? Yeah, when you think of Rock Nation, you definitely think of film first. But he's been sort of in entertainment before as the caller said and as timmy was well aware of jordan coleman was the voice of one of the what are they he was a moose it's it's animals i'm I'm also way too old for nickelodeon's the backyardigans show but he was the voice of a moose for two seasons okay but that theme song went went viral everyone knows the backyardigans theme song oh the castaway song i saw like you the, remember this. the riverdale girlies doing this dance yes yes this one castaways yeah, this was big. I'm sorry. Ahoy, this was brain-breakingly big. It's like the the way that um, CGI animation looks when it's really cheap and made quickly where like all the movements are quite robotic. I'm sorry. Are you are you shading the backyardigans? <laughs> I think I'm shading Could the backyardigans. Could you do a better yes. job? This is a huge show yes. on Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay. What's important is that Jordan was the moose on the backyardigans for like a season and a half, two seasons. So the last time he was in the news was because he is a drill rapper and Eric Adams wanted to ban drill rap. He like had a press conference and he was like, we should ban drill music from all social media. He is the dumbest man alive. Uh, And I had no idea what drill rapping was, but I called my son and he sent me some videos and it is alarming. And we are going to pull together the social media companies and sit down with them and state that you have a civic and corporate responsibility. You know, I mean, we pulled Trump off Twitter because of what he was spewing. 
yet we are allowing uh, uh, music, displaying of guns, violence. We're allowing it to stay uh, on these sites. I just wouldn't expect him to know what his son does, <laughs> what his son's up to. I'm shocked he even called into this like Albanian music show to be like, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. can you imagine everyone in Albania being like watching this being like, what is this? That's the mayor of New York. Why? What are we doing? Yeah, Eric literally called into the Albanian show and like was in on Zoom for a brief moment during Jordan's performance. But when they asked Jordan about Eric Adams saying that drill music had to be banned from social media, he was kind of defensive of him. He was like, it got taken out of context, blah, 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 blah. He goes, um, my dad really sat down and realized that some people really connect to this music. So you can't take it away just because you might not like it or because there's controversy behind it. But also, like, you also can't uh, really ban a genre of music. Like, best yeah. of luck to you on that journey. Like, that's mm-hmm. not really a thing you can do either way. But okay, mm-hmm. go- great. Incredible. So we will uh, we'll update you if he happens to win this Albanian music contest, which he very feasibly could. Which I'm sure will change his life and and skyrocket him to f- fame and greatness. Just like Eric Adams' son becoming a popular drill rapper abroad would make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> because yeah, popular, then he's not I'm sure. because then you can say, "Oh, he's the son of New York's mayor." And that sounds good to p- anyone who doesn't understand who Eric Adams actually is. You know, like once you get into the nitty-gritty of Eric Adams and realize that he's a controversial figure, which only people who live in New York kind of understand, then it just sounds cool that your dad is the mayor of New York. I don't know what it sounds like to somebody in Albania, to be honest. Like, I cannot tell you what. I, I do not know if that sounds cool or anything to them. Like, they might be like, uh, who cares? Dua, Bibi, or Rita, if you're listening, please call in and tell us what it sounds like if you hear that someone is the son of the mayor of New York. Thank you. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much so rude everybody is unique and i mean everybody two words because everyone sleeps differently their bodies are different and that's why helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences i'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper some people are back sleepers some people are exclusively side sleepers there's a helix mattress for all of you not only is the helix the best mattress i've ever slept on the setup was fast and easy their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door you just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing plus helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model and if you don't want to take our word for it helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by gq and wired magazine it's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep helix is offering up to 30 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. 
you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or Amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Good morning, Who Weekly, long time, long time. Young Sheldon and Adnan did Thanksgiving together. Is there anything to say about that? Crunch, crunch. I don't understand this either. Young Sheldon, uh-huh. Ian Armitage, mm-hmm. spent Thanksgiving with Adnan, like cereals Adnan. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> But it was his second Thanksgiving. He said he had another Thanksgiving. So this wasn't Ian's only Thanksgiving. He just had another Thanksgiving with his friends. I'm sure Ian had plenty of Thanksgivings. I'm not really worried about how many Thanksgivings he had. I'm sure he went to thousands of Thanksgivings, young Sheldon. He's 14 now, by the way. He posted this on Facebook on the Ian Armitage official Facebook account, Verified. It's a long post. He wrote, I'm reflecting on a wonderful Thanksgiving this has been. First, we had our traditional family Thanksgiving in Baltimore. There were some relatives there that I hadn't seen in three years, so it was extra special. Then I had a second Thanksgiving thanks to my Rabia auntie. Of all the things I'm grateful for, and there are so many, I was the most grateful to meet this man. This is what's confusing. I think they just met at some sort of book event for her new book, Fatty Fatty Boom Boom, which he had promoted on Twitter already. He promoted on Twitter like two weeks ago. Do you think that he promoted it and then she like responded to it and then they became friends and then she invited him to Thanksgiving? They were at least at some sort of like book launch together. But when Uh he promoted the book, he promoted it with multiple photos of her and him wearing different outfits, presumably on different days. And then after he posted, and some days you get to meet your heroes, he was already a fan of of this woman. Is Young Sheldon still airing? Is that show still on? Yes. Yes. That's And it does well. That's absolutely wacky. That's wacky. Guess how many seasons it's been on. I will. I'm on the page, so I know it's six. been on for six seasons. My God. He's crossed the point where it's like, not only is he getting network TV money, because they have so many episodes, he'll be getting syndication money. He's so rich. Rabia said, invite that rich 14-year-old to Thanksgiving. Oh, this rich 14-year-old is a fan of my work? Which her work <laughs> consists of, she's like a lawyer. She's a writer. So she wrote yeah. Adnan's story because she and Adnan are childhood friends. And then she kind of became known for that and then wrote a memoir. The The book that he's referring to is her memoir, right? Yes. Yeah. I think the only reason he would be a fan of hers is because he's a fan of Serial and he's a fan of the Adnan Syed story. 
right? Sure. I think a lot of people have branched off to be a fan of hers yeah. from that as well. Because mm-hmm. she did a lot of work on that. She made a documentary. She's done other things. Obviously enough things to write a memoir that would sell, that that somebody would sell, right? That would be yes. picked up. Uh, but I just wonder like what the connection was. Like I think maybe he promoted it and then she said like thank you. And then they like were <laughs> chatting. I mean he's 14. Like I <laughs> I don't know. Becoming friends with a 14-year-old is very weird. Yes, but he's like, what, the most precocious 14-year-old alive, you know? Like, maybe, ever. If your job is you're an attorney, you're an activist, like, if your job is, like, spreading the word, she's probably like, oh, a new demo in which I can spread the word. Like, Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Like, when you get into it, there are no real details. Like, oh, how did they meet? Like, what actual event did they meet at? I don't think we'll ever know that unless they give an interview about it. It's really funny. The niche Venn diagram of interests you have to have as a person to notice this. Like <laughs> if you're like a serial person, like there's maybe a good chance you don't know who, who young Sheldon is. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. recognize Ian Armitage. Like you just wouldn't be like, is that young Sheldon? You know, mm-hmm. but if you and if you were a young Sheldon fan, I don't know if you'd be as interested in criminal justice. Just my just my assumption. Just my assumption. Mm-hmm. You might not be like Friadnon. You know, you might be like, what's serial? Oh, that thing? Well, oh, okay. you might be into true crime. You, yes. But Rabia is part of the kind of postscript to that because she she is almost the long tail of being interested in that. Like if you're mm-hmm. versus being interested in like the case and what happened, if you're actually interested in like what ended up happening and kind of the mm-hmm. second part to everything, him getting out of jail and all of that, I think then she's more of a part of that. Yeah. Maybe. And you're, and if you're interested in like all of the work that she does on um, wrongful convictions, because that's exactly. what her podcast is about. So maybe that's Ian is a fan of all of that work, and he just thinks, <laughs> "Wow, she's doing really good work." And if you're on, like, he seems like a very earnest fourteen-year-old kid who's just like, "Oh, sh- what a positive force in the world!" That's so sure, cool. Sure, sure. Uh huh. Love and it. And then he met Crossover. Adnan at Thanksgiving. The real question is. Did Adnan know who Ian Armitage is? No, he's been in he's been in jail since the beginning of Big uh, Big Bang Theory. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Oh my God, that's true. He doesn't even know the origin story. In the couple of months it's been since Adnan got out of prison, do you think he encountered Young Sheldon, or do you think he had a crash course? Absolutely not. Well, I was just no. thinking like they watch a lot of TV in jail. Like there is like TV. Like you can mm-hmm. want, like you know. I would maybe he watched Big Young Bang- Sheldon. Well, Big Bang Theory, he didn't. Big Bang Theory being the lowest common denominator feels like something they would just turn on. It's like, okay, we're going to, for everyone, you know, like watch this. It feels like that could be access. Adnan may have known who Sheldon was, but he didn't know that there were was a young, young Sheldon. He, he didn't know there was a, no, he absolutely <laughs> did not know there was a young Sheldon. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And Ian, really, this is his main thing. Yeah, Ian has nothing else. Ian, you have nothing else. <laughs> he, he, is Ian the new um, Kelly Cuoco? Just like so rich. Just like literally could buy like, could go to like Toys R Us and buy the whole store. I love mm-hmm. thinking of him as like Richie Rich. Like he's just like, mom, like get me a trampoline the size of a house. Like I just think of him like a swimming pool of money vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember he was also the kid in um, Big Little Lies before Young Sheldon? Yeah. He was Haley Steinfeld's... Um, no, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley's kid. Did you just mix up Shailene Woodley and I did. I'm Steinfeld? sorry. That's so weird. You better get that checked out. Hi, Weekly. So, because <clears throat> I'm a supportive fiancé, um, I follow a lot of sports 
people on Instagram because it's how I can learn about the sports people and be able to relate to my fiance who watches all the sports and actually cares about the sports. Anyway, one of the people I follow is Kyle Kuzma, um, who is the boyfriend of Winnie Harlow. And so on Thanksgiving, I was interested to be scrolling Instagram and see a Thanksgiving crew photo that Kyle Kuzma posted with him and Winnie Harlow. And then Paul Pogba, Pogba, sorry, to the French listeners, French soccer player, footballer, um, David Einhorn, who seems to be some sort of neat man, Dave Grutman, Grutman, I don't know, Peggy Goo, I don't know, Isabella Grutman, again, I don't know, Food God, and then what really threw me here, because I don't really know, like, all those people could be in the same room for some reason, and that could make sense, but then Lenny Kravitz. Why, what is Lenny doing here? What is this gathering? Why, I, I just, I, I stared at this for a while and tried to understand. So do you have any insight for me on what Lenny's up to with this, you know, lovely who gang on Thanksgiving? I'd love to know where, where, why is he celebrating this with them? Anyway, let me know. Thank you. Um, Ann Minnant, Dad, Maine, Crunch Crunch. This is not that complicated once you kind of just see who hosted it, which is clearly mm-hmm. the Grutmans. David Grutman, I think, is is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a Miami restaurant and nightclub owner. So, like, mm-hmm. he is, like, maybe one of the top nightlife entertainment hospitality guys in Miami, therefore probably owns a huge house and knows every celebrity who has a house in or near Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And so like his house is like their family hosted it and it like if you think about it in that way, it makes sense. It's almost like, you know, the guy behind the guy, the guy behind the guy, like he do, he's not a celebrity, but he's the guy you have to know to get into every single restaurant and club in the city. So of course he, of course he knows Lenny Kravitz. Celebrities also love Miami, and these celebrities, like when you Google any of these celebrities who were there, like Jonathan Chebin, Winnie Harlow, Lenny Kravitz, they either have houses there, did have houses there, or vacation there constantly. They just like, love, like love Miami, right? Right. If you are a celebrity who loves Miami, Dave Grootman knows you. Okay, because his hospitality company is called Groot, as in like the 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 character. You know, the, the oh, tree. Oh, and he called it Groot's giving. Yeah, if it's Groot, it has Groot to be Groot hospitality. Yeah. So feels like that. The yeah, it just feels men. like it feels like if anything, this is like the in, the invite to get for Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's the one that opened the hotel with Pharrell. Do you remember we talked about that? <sighs> yeah, did that hotel ever actually open? Did we? Did that even make the podcast? We definitely talked about it. Yeah, it's we open. talked about it, but I don't know that it ever actually opened. It's open. Oh, it it's did. Open. Huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think that he is like the answer to this is just like this is a really, really, really rich, really, really Miami guy. And if you and if you're in Miami, he's famous to you or whatever. And if you're yeah. a famous person, he's even more famous because there's nothing famous people like more than knowing actual rich people. If you, yeah. if you think about it, you know, like this guy's way richer than Winnie Harlow. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. He's probably way richer than Lenny Kravitz. Um, probably not Lenny Kravitz. They're probably mm-hmm. similarly rich. But and also the food god wishes wishes the food god begged for this invite you know well i was sort of like jonathan chebin has history going to miami and liking miami and also miami's a big food city and even though jonathan chebin is disgusting as a food fluencer he is one so food fluencers like miami because of the cuisine kind of like sleazy place for like celebrities they love like going to miami 
You know, like that's like a whole thing. I guess what I was going to say is there are plenty of photos of Dave and Jonathan together in Miami. You know, like they are buds. Yeah. Yes. I mean, his whole thing is sucking up to food guys. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I'm calling because I'm watching this like Disney holiday special thing uh, for some reason. And um, the Black Eyed Peas were on. But instead of Fergie, there's this new, um, like, female singer, Jay Ray Soul. Um, I don't know. Apparently, she just maybe joined the Black Eyed Peas recently. But, like, all she did on stage during this performance was just kind of dance in the background. Like, But it says she's a member of the band. Anyway, um, if you know anything about who she is and if she's had any other career, if um, I don't know. What's, what's going on with the Black Eyed Peas and Jay Ray Soul? Um, uh, thanks. Me and Greece. Bye. The Black Eyed Peas dumped Fergie, or Fergie dumped the Black Eyed Peas in 2017. I she think was like, Fergie dumped leaving. the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. yeah. Fergie was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Remember when she released those terrible albums but also, like, in 2017? Fergie doesn't like tour. Yeah. Like, I don't think she wanted to do like what the Black Eyed Peas like continued yeah. on doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she also because... released a flop, it's more a flop solo album. God. And her visual Milf, album. Milf, Milf, yeah, yeah, yeah. Featuring Milf, the song Milf, Milf Money. Money. Oh, oh, one one of the worst. So deeply bad. What song's worse? Unholy by Kim Petras and Sam Smith or Milf Money by Fergie? It's literally a thousand percent Milf Money. J. Ray Soul joined the Black Eyed Peas in 2017 after Fergie was there sort of as like a pitch hitter. And then in 2020, they officially brought her on. And then, like, Billboard wrote about it, the Black Eyed Peas new member. What's weird is that, like, the press refers to her as a, an official member. But album-wise, she hasn't been on the cover of either of the two recent Black Eyed Peas album, the one that came out in 2020 and the one that's in 2022. I think they think that it's going to be confusing, which it probably would be. But I, that means they need to, like, introduce her as, like, a new person. This is reminding me of the Journey thing where they where they just, like, gave. That also, guy. The problem is that guy, the Journey lead singer died. So, like, people were aware that there was, like, a hole. Fergie didn't die. So I think people, they, I think it's still confusing the messaging on, like, whether Fergie is coming back or something or could mm -hmm. come back. And they might be kind of playing this girly by not putting her on the cover because of that. Well, Arnell Pineda, who filled in for Steve Perry and like was, I think, just like a, an impersonator, essentially. He was just like in a cover band and then they discovered him and you're yeah, like, they were he, like, you're amazing, right. you're joining. He's Filipino and so is this woman. Right. It kind of, that's why it kind of reminded me of that because she was on, she's Filipino and she was on the, the Voice Philippines. And one of the Black Eyed Peas guys was a, was a, the chair. He was in the chair. Apple the app because he's Filipino. So he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a judge on The Voice That's Philippines. Cool. Iconic because I'm a famous Filipino singer. And then he sees this woman in 2013 and she's amazing. Here's a clip from her on The Voice Philippines singing Valerie, the Amy Winehouse song. proving that the voice is like uh, the format works for a lot of people's careers not in mm -hmm. a traditional sense like you're not getting your kelly clarkson Superstar. but you're yeah but you're getting like a huge you could easily open or go on tour with the mentor that you meet that you end up having being chosen by or something like this could happen which seems like kind of iconic mm -hmm. like it, it it really does like we were just talking about uh, maybe privately i don't know the fact that like 
oh, no one on The Voice or American Idol ever becomes a superstar, but that's not the point. And it's like, to the audience, like the audience is conditioned to the fact that you don't become a superstar. But I think even the contestants are very aware of it. But they're hoping for something like this or they're hoping for something small. Well, you go from like literally nothing to working in the industry, whether that means you're like working in the industry as what? I don't know, like you, whatever. And I also think that country music is affected very differently by the voice than any other genre. And like Mm -hmm. if you don't care about country music, you don't see how many voice people kind of make ripples in mm-hmm. in that genre but this is like um, this is even more interesting because it's an international version of the voice which is like mm-hmm. you really don't hear from those a lot even though like they're very very popular abroad mm-hmm. rita was in one she judged she hosted um the voice australia right australia, was she, was the, australia? she was the yeah she was judge but she was she was the judge, she had a chair right? she had a chair yeah she had um, a chair. so J. Ray Soul, her name is Jessica Reynoso. She's from the Philippines. She's half Filipino, half African American, goes on the voice Philippines. Apple D. App is like, I love you, I love your voice. I guess they may they stay in touch because after Fergie leaves in 2017, she swoops in like instantly. Well, it's interesting because they're they're crediting her as like her own name alongside the Black Eyed Peas. Like she didn't yeah. jo- she didn't actually join the Black Eyed Peas. Like that's their latest weird. song or whatever is Black Eyed Peas, comma, J. Ray Soul. I mean, maybe that's part of what she wants. Maybe that's like what she wants. Maybe she's like, I don't want to join the group. Like, I want to make my own thing, even though I'll like obviously sing with you. And she's still releasing solo music on the side that's produced by Will I Am. So she's doing her own thing. She's also in the Black Eyed Peas. But I just found it weird that like Billboard and like music press refers to her as an official member. But even as recently as their newest song, which just came out like two weeks ago, which is called Double D's, it's. Ooh. It's labeled Black Eyed Peas, comma, J. Ray Soul, Double D's right. official music video. Right. Keep in mind, Black Eyed Peas, this is now the second time they've done this. Because Black Eyed Peas, their first female vocalist was Kim Hill, iconically, famously. Right, they when they sound completely Fergie. different. I mean, it's kind of a misogynist practice. This is kind of a misogynist practice here. We've got, you know, these guys that just literally go through female f- singers. Like, you know? Well, the reason Kim left... She did a really good, that went kind of viral, like a New York Times video. about The New York Times thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's from a few years ago. And she was like, she has no hard feelings, at least in the video, at least now, looking back, hard feelings against Will I Am. Because she's like, the reason I left was because the studios, like the executives, wanted me to sexualize myself and do music I didn't want to do. And I was like, well, I don't want to do this. And though they left. And then instantly they found Fergie and then instantly they sold like 30 million albums and yeah and that's sort of part of her story but that's also it was a completely different vibe when Kim was in the band they sounded completely different and also like it's honestly Will I Am's band like it's yes. not it, it's very much like the drummer is the lead like it's mm-hmm. kind of he's the producer it, he's the he's the producer he's the writer he's the like he's the aesthetic guy he's whatever like he's a hologram Fer- he's everything <laughs> right it was never like Fergie's brand and I would argue he is actually probably he's certainly more prolific than her but like kind of almost like uh, more famous than her in many mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. yeah I wanted to hear what the Black Eyed Peas sounds like now because the Black Eyed Peas is also I think one of those bands where you're you wonder like Oh, what's the Black Eyed Peas up to? And it's like, they're up to a lot and they're constantly up to a lot and they're always touring and they're always selling music. It's just that you might not listen to it anymore because you don't listen to the radio like you did in 2004. Like he's making millions of dollars in places you've never heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah, they tour all the time. But I just wanted you to hear what they sound like now. And (laughs) 
This is their new song. It's called Double D's. And fuck, yes, it's fuck. Double D's. The, body of yours is absurd. the opening rap is so fun. Well, here's her voice. Let's do quick calls to end this. Hi, BLT. Um, I'm called to ask whether or not you think um, Jabuki Young White is officially a who. Because I think that we've definitely seen him on The Daily Show. I'm about to go see him in this new animated movie. Obviously, Twitter is them. Um, but do you feel like the cultural relevance is now then? I'm, I'm watching all of these interviews with Jake Gyllenhaal on the press tour. He's coming off very charming. What do we think? Crunch, crunch. Unfortunately, that movie flopped, but I think he's a who. Mm-hmm. Sure, he can be a yeah, who. Yeah, I think he's a who now. I think he's a who yeah. now. Absolutely who now. Did you see the video of him with of the Jake Gyllenhaal Jabuki video? I did. I did. Where I have to play it. Because the movie I is did. called Strange World. It's a flop. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Jabuki Young flop. White. And God, who's the older guy? Dennis Quaid. And they're all sitting in the press they're junket. Normal. And Jake. Of course, Dennis Quaid. And Jake makes a joke about it being a That's strange like kind world. of a toxic threesome right there. Think about it. It is. It really is. Like Jabuki sitting there being like, I know, ev- like, I, like, this is be- like, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, he knows. Jabuki knows too much. Dennis Quaid Jibuki's knows like, nothing. I know. If you're on Twitter for four minutes, you know that, like, Dennis Quaid, bad. Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> problematic. <laughs> Jabuki's like, Jabuki's like, what? Jabuki's just like, I really wanted this check. I wanted to have a good right. time. Like, and this why is good am exposure I sitting for here? me. Right. Listen to this. It's so funny. This world we live in today is a pretty strange world, too. Jabuki and Dennis do not smile. They do not say anything. Jabuki's like, they've also probably been doing that for like hours, you know? Like they've been Mm -hmm. sitting there for just hours. Yeah, he's a who now. He's not a nah. I think that was the question. No, he's not a nah. He's a who. I have no idea what strange world is. I still don't know what Strange Rules is. World is. I don't understand how it, it like, I, I literally hadn't heard of it until I heard it flopped, which actually is, like, proof in the, like, I, I didn't even know that it, uh, like, where's the marketing? Where's the marketing? I have no idea. I mean, we don't have kids, so maybe we're missing the marketing, but. Sure, but here, I go see, like, one movie, uh, two movies a month. I should have seen the trailer, you know? Here's me every time someone brings up Strange World, which honestly isn't often. What is it exactly that we're looking at here? Oh my god, another <laughs> flop. Another that's what, flop. That's what, I, that's what I see when I see the Strange World poster. Okay. Oh, um, did more people see she, she, did, more, did, did more people see she, she said she, she sells seashells by the seashore or god, don't uh, be rude to she said. Or Strange I feel world. bad for not seeing she shed. She shed. God, <laughs> I feel bad no, for not can't. seeing she said. I have go to go to the then, I have babe. to go to the theater go and just give it. the box office person like go see it. tickets for she said. Go Please. go see what she said. You don't even know what she said. You know it would be really fun if we did one of those things that celebrities do where we go, we bought out the theater. Who weekly <laughs> bought out a theater at Regal Essex for she said? Come and see it. We should do that. Nobody would come. Like what like the smaller theater. The smaller theater. On no, Tuesday when the tickets are seven dollars. Yeah, we should I don't do it. Think... <laughs> I don't... I'm not. Do- that means I have to go see it. Yeah, with a bunch of people who come to see. She said, "As long as we all did like, what is it exactly that we're looking like here? As what long exactly as we get that queued we're up, for- as long as yeah. we get the theater to stop the movie before that happens and get everyone ready, and then we all say it together. What is it exactly that we're looking at here?" 
Hey, Who Weekly. Um, can you please rank from who to them? Um, Cary Grant, Hugh Grant, Amy Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. Um, thanks. Um, sorry. <laughs> A crunch crunch. Is she missing any? Because I'm like, I can't go through the Billie Eilish thing again when we forgot about Billie Eilish existing. I don't want to talk about Billie Eilish. That aged me like five years. No, but I'm just saying, remember when you forgot about Billie Eilish? Yeah, I'm, I don't want to think like, about it. That took like hours off my life. Fine, but Billy, Ray, Billy Joel is still the f- a more famous Billy. I'm sorry. Even though I'm I forgot saying, Billie Eilish, I'm just Billy saying Joel We forgot wins. about her in a way that was very, very much said. These two are in their 30s, you know? I'm not pretending to be anything other than what i am i'm just and that saying, is a 30 I'm, year old man i'm just saying i didn't like that okay did we for uh, is this are these the grants is this it are they all related carrie grant, Cary grant, Hugh Hugh grant, grant amy, amy grant, grant ulysses, ulysses S. Grant. grant well it's usually mm. says <laughs> this is too hard amy's at the bottom unfortunately i guess ulysses is at the top really yeah isn't he literally like a president Okay, so we're going to go Amy Grant. Okay. Ugh. Then, then Carrie Hugh Grant. Grant. You think Hugh is more than Carrie? Right now, yeah. Okay. And I think Ulysses S. Grant at the top because it's just like, who's buried in Grant's tomb? He's That's like a, a meme. President. He's literally a president. Like, you learn the president's names. Even if you're like, I don't care, you, le- you know them. If you asked 50 random people on the street in... You would say, would you say Hugh Hugh Grant or you or Ulysses Grant. S. Grant? Well, Hugh no, Grant or Cary were... Grant. I feel but am I wrong Hugh about that? You're saying Hugh is second. You're saying Hugh is second. Why are you saying? I am, Carrie? and I'm just wondering if I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just I'm asking you if you asked 50 random people in New York City, who's more famous, Cary Grant or, Car- or Hugh Grant? What would people say? I don't know. I really don't. That's really hard. I think there's an age divide. Hugh Grant has been very an... famous for the last 35 years. I think there's 30. an age divide, but I also think that Cary Grant is like one of the the like old timey celebrities that people can actually name. The iconic, famous leading man, Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I'm saying. So I kind of feel like he might edge out who Hugh and Hugh is is a list, but he's not like you know Marvel a list. He's no Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses X. S. Grant. Well, who is he? The president? I don't think so. Amy Grant, Hugh Grant. Cary Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. That's what it is. And then Richard E. Grant or whatever. Yeah. Remember Beth Grant, too? Beth Grant's a good one, but she's way at the I bottom. Even... Who is that? She's always, she's the character actor. She's always like, oh, she's like, uh, like prickly, kind of weird. I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. She's on the bus. Oh. She, freak, she blows up on the bus in speed because she tries to get off the bus when they're told, they tell her, don't get off the bus. And then she steps okay, off the bus a, and she blows that's up. That's a really niche... That's niche. That's niche. Famous Birthdays ranks them Hugh, then Ulysses, then Amy, then Carrie. I think that's wrong. I'm sorry. Hugh over Ulysses? Okay. Okay, Famous Birthdays. Mm. I hope not. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Uh, keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for this, our Friday show. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, some occasional commentary tracks, a newsletter, and more. You can also get the audio only on the Apple Podcasts app. Just subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. And thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.
go see what she said. You don't even know what she said. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I just had to call because I, I like when people call and talk about how Who Weekly has, like, changed their brain. And I know that this is a thing that people say outside of Who Weekly, but I just associate it with you guys as Lindsay was just talking about in the last episode. But anyway, I keep getting emails about Giving Tuesday, and they're all like, it's Giving Tuesday. But in my head, I'm going, it's Giving Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's a curse. Anyway, love you guys so much. Thanks for everything and for cursing my brain. Um, crunch, crunch. Me inside. Bye. Hey, this call is, like, specifically for Lindsay. Um, it's Giving Tuesday, and it's Giving Tuesday. And every time I read it on my social media that it's Giving Tuesday, I just hear Lindsay saying, it's Giving Tuesday. So you've broken my brain, but we're all broken together, and I'm obsessed with you guys. So thank you for an amazing podcast. Have a great holiday season. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. I just want to let you know I got an email about Giving Tuesday, and my brain just went to It's Giving Tuesday, and I blame you guys for that. Um, Okay, crunch, crunch. It's Giving Tuesday. I blame your podcast for my broken brain. Wow, twice a week. Crunch, crunch. They should invent a robot personal trainer and call it M3 Gun Trainer. <laughs> Julia Roberts, you can Hi, Weekly. Um, just another example of how you've, you've um, chemically altered my brain is uh, my boyfriend texted me being like, we should see the Weird Owl movie, but, you know, on an iPhone, Owl, like the lowercase L looks like an I, so I thought he was saying Weird AI movie, so I was like, oh, M3gan, and he was like, what on earth are you talking about, and then I was like, what are you talking about, and then I realized he meant Weird Owl, and then I sent him the trailer for M3gan, and he's like, I've never even heard of this, um, I thought it was, I, because of your podcast, thought it was like, a cultural, you know, revolution that was happening and everyone knew about it. Um, so that was funny. And also, I guess, uh, Weird Al, them, M3 Gin, who? Okay, Crunch Crunch, Forehead Diamond, um, Tim, Tim Tebow, lesbian, love you, bye.